Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And we're live. And we're live. Scapoose. Does it say you're live? Yep. There you go. There's a girl. Poof. I hope so. <laughs> we were uh, just talking about Chad is uh, his trip. In Scapoosh. Well, we don't know where he's at. We think maybe Snow Homish. But it's fun to say. Mm. It. And then we thought of other fun, fun towns in, in Washington, I think, that yeah. have funny names. And that, that came up. So. Yep. I'm sure there's anyway. no funny names in Oregon. So just Washington, Idaho, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People pronounce them funny. So yes. You, mm-hmm. There is boring Oregon. Tumalo though. and Yeah, it's pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. Drain. Yeah. Have you Post. been to Drain? No. Dude, Drain's a real place. <laughs> like, yeah, if you blink, you'll it. miss it. But it's like in the middle of, I think they call it Drain because it's in the middle of, hang on, did it, Jeff? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like go through this. It's actually a drain? It's like it's like a toilet bowl in the middle of like all the mountains where there's <laughs> but just But they this, didn't want to call it toilet bowl. So, so like everything just drain. drains into this town and it's called Drain, man. That's kind of rad. It's creative. That's, that's not... <laughs> Drain. You don't have to be council, real creative for that city one. City council but. meeting. It's like, what do we call this? Yeah. Like, oh, drain. Oh, a drain. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Where is that located? Everyone in favor? It's on the way, like, down south, like Roseburg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, does that make sense? All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Idaho. We digress to drain. People can't pronounce the names of the towns in Idaho. So, I mean, if you look at them phonetically, Coeur d'Alene, Ponderé. It doesn't make up, sense. You come up with some strange all French? pronunciations. Yeah, French Indian. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene means heart of an all, which like the, you know, the heavy metal, heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, That's why you turned out the, the way you do. <laughs> no, the all that you, you know, the blacksmith. That, yeah. Yeah. Like heart. the hammer. So I, I don't know if the Indians had a reputation for being stony hearted or what, but. <laughs> stony little fellas? I guess. I don't know. So. Aren't you French Indian? No. I'm Basque. <laughs> No, no French Indian in me, David. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got Jeff with us. Yeah, we got Jeff with Thanks us. Thanks for me. Don't feel like we need to introduce you, but Chad, uh, the part of Chad is now being played by Jeff, and uh, Chad should be back next week. Hopefully, you're having a great time away with your wife. And in Scapoosh. Scapoosh. He's going to come back, and he's going to be like, I wasn't even close to that. Somebody's going to be <laughs> it's offended. It's fun to say, dude. Somebody's going to be offended, but it's a fun town to say. Is that by Leavenworth? No. My no wife idea. loves Leavenworth. Yeah, that's a good town. Yeah, if you're a There's tourist. a town close to Leavenworth called Plain. Okay. Like flat ground yep. or like just not very exciting? Plain. Yep. How about I think it's spelled P-L-A-I-N. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. How about Post? No, I know there's a Post, Oregon. It's but. the very center of Oregon. It's Is it? Post. And there's a, there's a Post there <laughs> to stake out the very center of Oregon. <laughs> It's called Post. I think they have a general <laughs> store and maybe a cafe. Po- uh, post office? Maybe a post maybe. office. Maybe not a post office. Should be able to get your post in post. <laughs> you would think. Sure. Uh, anything uh, that we have to talk about before we jump in? That we have than, to? Other than all the good stuff we've already talked about? The right. big yards and Any, yeah. anything going on? Two you, turntables. You guys want to mention? I finished my doctorate. Nice. That's dude. exciting. Done. That's so. awesome. I'll bet your wife is so happy. She is. <laughs> She's celebrating, so. Yeah. Do we have to refer to you differently no, now? No, okay, you do good. not. Please do not. Jeff, Sorry, Jeff awesome. isn't here today. Dr. Welsh is here today. <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> so that feels good to be done. That's I fantastic. Bet. Now yep. what are you going to do with yourself? 
I don't know. I'll find some. <laughs> Actually, the elders have said, don't find anything for a while. Just <laughs> just enjoy. Just to enjoy and nice. do what we called you to do. Well, so. Those are some smart elders. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's good. Good, man. Yeah. So now we're just waiting for the book. Yep. It's out, but it's only it's out? a couple hundred pages. So. Yeah, but is it like real? Well, it's not been bound yet. <laughs> okay. It's not that's official what yet. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> if David can't hold real it. Can I go to Barnes & Noble and buy no, it? If can't. David can't hold it in his hands, <laughs> right. it's not real. It's not real. So. No, I need to smell the it's print, smell the pages. <laughs> Chad and I get everything on Kindle. And, and he, David's, uh, I'm, the, I'm a paper guy, too. Oh, heck yeah, dude. For multiple mark it reasons. Multiple reasons. Not Most, to mark it Mostly out. paper, I guess. I do preach from an iPad, so technically it's not paper. Yeah. But. You're a conundrum. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Conundrum. All right. All right, let's All right. go. Let's jump in. So um, it's been on everybody's minds a little bit just based on what's been going on in the news. A little bit. A lot of it. Um, yeah. Pretty heavy situation going on over in Israel. And, and um, you know, you, you hear about some of the things, you know, whether they're true, half true, fully true, mm. I have no idea. But um, just horrific things that, have, that are going on. And, and um, you, you kind of see evil at a scale that maybe we're not used to seeing we've heard about it in our history books but but some of the things that are that are coming out and that we're hearing about have just been kind of overwhelming and yeah. um it's what and war it, does i yeah. mean especially like when it's terrorist flavored <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah i mean it is it's sort of evil and it's i don't know if the word finest is the right word but it's it's evil and it's yeah height. it's yeah and, and it's just been, I know a lot of Christians are wondering what's going on. Um, you know, this is a time where, you know, of course, everybody starts talking about wars and rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be the end and, and maybe the end's not near. We don't know what's going on. But um, definitely a time to be praying for um, Israel, for, for Jerusalem, for uh, the people there. Um, yeah. I, I saw this statistic. Uh, there was a, a st- survey that came out and they were, they were looking at um, how many people don't consider themselves religious anymore or um, affiliated with a church and they're calling them nuns n-o-n-e-s mm-hmm. not not the kind that the catholics have but right um, they, they don't have any affiliation so they're they're nuns but nuns. but they actually looked at some other countries and this was kind of shocking to me that i saw in israel which is about seven million jews it's remarkably non-religious about 33 percent said they practiced traditional religious worship and uh, and the conflict between secular you know and ultra-religious um Israelis has grown in recent years. Thirty-three percent of that nation right now might be following Judaism, mm-hmm. um, and, and so my prayer in all of this—I know we talked about this a little bit—is um, that this would be a wake-up call, like a grace right. of God to to the people there to come back to to mm-hmm. Him, and you know, hopefully that's our prayer: yep. um, is that um, Jewish people recognize that they're God's people and they they need yeah. to return to you know. To him and and to their Messiah and receive him and and that many Jews come to faith through this that would be an amazing outcome. Yeah. From all every every day that Jesus doesn't come back, is hope for the Jew first and then the Gentile. Right. right. Yep. And so yeah, and usually and unfortunately it takes events like this or pressures in our lives or things that cause us to look at our mortality and what life's all about and where we're going are things that can bring people in so that should be the biggest because right now there's a lot of you know especially like dispies like, I mean, like hey, careful dispies. careful we oh might, wait we might Jeff, have a dispy bro I we keep, might have I a, keep forgetting that's no. a dispensationalist you, so like there's this focus <laughs> a dispy like the heart has, the heart has gone it's out to, to israel just because there's this 
there's this vague idea that they're just still these different people on a different level, right? But like our hearts should go out to them because they're people that need Jesus. (laughs) The Jew Jew needs Jesus. And so, yeah, hopefully this is an opportunity. And of course, you already mentioned it, like Matthew 24, like there will be wars and rumors of wars, he tells his disciples, right? And I believe that's more focused on that nation. He goes to all the other nations afterward, but he, but he says in the end is not yet. And so like, I, I would just like caution Christians to not do that, that weird thing where we go around screaming, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. Cause then we just look like idiots to the world around us. Like, um, it, it's kind of funny. I was even thinking about this this week. Like when he said that in Matthew 24 to those guys, like 40 years later, they ceased to exist. Right. Right. And there were no wars or rumors of wars from the time he said that <laughs> until they ceased to exist. They were just under occupation, <laughs> right? And so, like, the wars and the rumors of wars have been for the last 70 years, since 1948, since they've come back in for them, right? And then he says, but the end is not yet, yeah. you know? And so, like, let, let's not date set or get too crazy with, like, what this is. We know we're closer today than we were yesterday, right. all right? Like, we can't argue that. But just be, like, wise with, like, how well, you and interpret let, this. let this be a motivator for you to to make the time that we have count. Uh, yeah. we, we don't know when when his coming will be, mm-hmm. um, but but the time is short, and, yeah. and is is the way we ought to live all the time, so that we we have an opportunity to give people hope. Yeah, um, with with the news of the gospel, and uh, and and then the other thing, of course, is um, not to to have that sky is falling thing where we see evil prospering and then wonder. Mm-hmm what God's doing in all of this. Um, God is in control. He uses these things for his own purposes. Yeah. Um, we don't understand it in a satisfactory way, but I trust in it. And so I was, uh, I just wanted to quickly read a couple of things out of Psalm 37 mm. that, um, did you I, just say a couple of things? Well, I might not read the whole thing. It's 40 verses. So, yeah, a lot. so we'll, we'll see. Um, but if you guys, um, you know, if see something here you want to comment on, well, as I read, it, just uh, something stopping. like this might just be better to to read and not comment on. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll start going and see where we get see to. See what but, happens. Um, <laughs> That's dangerous. You know, I read it and it encouraged me because you can get so uh, distraught. And I think we mm-hmm. should be heartbroken over evil. No, no question about it. But it starts out by saying, fret not yourself, which mm-hmm. means, you know, don't fret because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is little than, that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. 
The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever, and they are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance, but the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so you shall dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is on his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, but it just, when I read it, it, it gave me hope Yeah. Um, to know that God isn't unaware or not keeping track of this. Well, we have... We have friends that are over there in Israel. They're ministering there, and they have a couple of kids that are on the front lines now because a lot of people have been called up. And they will they will send regular things about what's going on there, you know, just in general, but now especially with things happening there. And, and it's, it's a couple of things that they said. One was, you know, obviously we're praying for God's protection, but we're also praying for God to use this to wake up exactly. those uh, Jews who do not believe in Jesus totally. as the Messiah, you yep. know, and that he will give those who do believe in Jesus as the Messiah their um, courage and strength and, and opportunities. And, and, and I think a sense of urgency about the gospel, you know, about the, the true Messiah that had come. And sure. I think I think that's what I, I've been praying for, is I do pray for their protection, but I also am praying that God will use this as a wake-up call to, to come to believe in Jesus as the Messiah and Lord. Because, I mean, you read this passage of Scripture, and there's a lot of Jews in Israel that are not believers that look yeah. at this and they believe that. You know, and, and yet I think there there is a mistakenness to that where they don't realize that they have to, too, come believe in in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, Dude, that it's, 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 yeah. it's I mean, and I think the other thing that I thought about, too, is that I think oftentimes we're we're praying for Israel, which I think is an, is an, is, a, you know, it's important for us to do. But I think I what he said in this passage as well as I don't know that we pray for Hamas. 
yeah. that we don't pray for them to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and stop believing in Allah. And, you know, but they would come to believe in Jesus yeah. as well, you know, because it says to pray for our enemies. And they I mean, I, th- I think that we forget that sometimes because I think in our anger, we're like, we don't want them to be saved, you yeah. know, but yeah. it's like. No, we draw a definite good guy, bad yeah. guy line or candidate for for salvation and no candidate for salvation. Right. <laughs> it's like they're yeah, all candidates. They're all candidates for right. salvation. Like if you even look at the amount of people that live like on the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, you know, where Hamas is, like there's a lot of Christians there. Like mm-hmm. you got to consider the fact that there are Christians all over the yep. world. Why? Because everyone's a candidate for the love of Christ. Like right. everyone needs to be rebirthed by yeah. God. It's so funny the first thing you were saying cuz I'm studying my text for this week in Matthew 16, and it is, who do people say that I am, right? And so this is going on in the news and going on 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 my feed, and I'm looking at this text where Jesus looks at his disciples, like, tell me the word on the street, like, obviously in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you know, Jeremiah, you know, Elijah, you know, John the Baptist, maybe one of the other prophets. And so this whole thing's going on, and that's all I'm thinking about. And then who do you say who I am? And then, of course, Peter has the good confession what we would call the good yeah. confession like you you are the christ the son of god right you are that guy that all those guys mm-hmm. pointed forward to right yeah and that that has been my prayer all week like god god like allow these people to know that he was that jesus was that guy mm-hmm. because they all have different they don't think he was in right. large part right so yeah they they need they need the the revelation of god just like jesus follows up with peter mm-hmm. you have not come to that conclusion on your own my father's given you that revelation. Right. Right. And so we pray that that God would give more people in this moment over there that revelation. Yeah. That Jesus is it and that they right. would put their, their trust in him. So yeah, it was our, a weird ours this week, week having is, both is of them. Being ambassadors of reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. It's like So the other side of it, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Totally. Just think, man, how I mean we talks about how we no longer see people in the flesh, like, like, like we saw Christ and we basically ma- missed it, you know, but I think it's, it's, it's seeing everyone, um, in the reality that they need Jesus, yep, everybody, they, no matter who they are, no so, matter, no matter what, what they've, they've done, done, no matter how, yep. and I think it's one of those things. It's like, I think it's, it's praying for them, you know, while at the same time, not condoning what's being done, obviously, totally. you no, know? it's an evil that's been right. done just but like I, we, we, we read here. Yeah. So, it is crazy to see the so. amount of hatred that is pinpointed to this one group of people, you know? Yeah. And, and again, it's it's what we can expect even as Christians. You mean toward God the is, Jew? Yes. They're right. a cup of trembling, just like the Bible said. Yeah. It's a cup of trembling. The people are um, Man, diseased just, yeah. to the rest of the nations, right? Israel is, is or Jerusalem is just a place on the map that everybody is fixated on, <laughs> whether you love them or hate them. Why yeah. is that? Well, because God's purposed it in his story. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway, yeah. God be merciful and yep. and uh, looking forward to the day when, when these kinds of headlines don't exist. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's going to come a point where we never hear or yeah. see or read anything like this ever again. And yeah. Man, I look forward to that because it was I mean, pretty yeah. heartbreaking just to see some of the mm-hmm. stuff. And, 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 and also it does to other men. You yeah. Know? Mm. And then back to our story, like also... Just be wise with, like, your interpretation of what this is. Because, like, the, like, these guys have had wars like this. I mean, yeah. it may not be the exact same. I, it's easier 
for us to see everything going on now in detail because of just media and everything right. else. Yeah. But ever since they came back to that land in 48, there's been war after war. <laughs> like, yeah. like people have not left them alone. And and the weird part to me is that people even like, I don't, I don't mean to like take it lightly, but that people even t- still like poke the bear is weird to me. Because like the, they're, they're, they're they so su- they're so sophisticated on every level over there. Yeah. Whether it's their weapons or their military or their strategy, like they're so like sophisticated compared to everyone else that it's like, what are you even <laughs> even thinking by poking the bear? You know, right. like they're just kind of you know, and and so like I think that's why we see we talked about this earlier a lot of the tactics they're going to now that are so brutal with like the, the beheadings and the, the women abductions and like, because they can't, you know, there's an iron dome, like they, can, they can't really do anything to Jerusalem. So like they're, they're doing this on, on this very, um, yeah. you know, basic level of just hurt them as bad as you can. Well, we'll do it with their women and their right. children. Um, it's gnarly, but like I, it still blows my mind that people even try things with Israel <laughs> you know, because right. they're just so, they're, they're just so sophisticated. Anyway. Yeah, it, they are doing it. We know why. The Bible talks about these things. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, God's God's knows what He's doing. Well, and I think yeah. if anything, it ought to create a sense of urgency about the gospel for us as Christians. No doubt. You know yep. that. Yeah, we are. We are one day closer. We don't know when the Lord will return. Yeah, but we're one day closer, we're closer. than we were yesterday. And yep. and it's like, yeah, there's a lot going on in the world that God already described in the scriptures for us. Sure. So let's recognize this is part of that. Whatever it is that's going to play out. And again, it's the same thing. We just pray that God will use it to bring people to Him, yeah. and and they'll respond yes. to faith. Amen. You know? Yeah, that's the that's the the good that will come of it is is many coming to Christ. Hopefully, yep. so. yeah. You want you want to cry Maranatha when you see things like this, like come quickly, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, like resolve, conclude, right? And at the same time, it's like don't because you you're wanting to see these people get <laughs> saved, right? You're wanting yeah. to see more people like yeah. come into the kingdom, and so it's it's one of those things where like. Either way, it's it's well mm-hmm. with the Christian. Like God, God's going to be victorious either way. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> so. and I think even like you look at the Book of Revelation and you see all the things the that are, are oh, the, the trans all the things that are transpiring oh, in the totally. Book of Revelation, and you realize how many different times God gives opportunity to repent and believe in the gospel, time and time and time again. The patience that He has. And yeah. just giving people opportunity after opportunity sure. to respond in faith, yeah. you know, and it's I think it's the same thing again. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's long suffering, and, and even grace, you know, again to, yeah. to to provide more opportunity for people to turn to Him. And usually, it's in in hard times, suffering times where mm-hmm. we do. So yeah. mm-hmm. hopefully, He uses it for this. Yep. Okay, this is going to be a, a silly transition because we're going to start talking about something that's not. <laughs> so we're going to go into on, something silly on near, you know, on from serious to silly. Is that what you named? Silly. Yeah, from no, I called it sipping sip coffee in church. Is what I called it because uh-huh. I figured sip that would. Is that what the name of the podcast? is? Yeah, today it is. Um, so uh, you know, I don't know how many of you guys you follow want hits. That's what you Twitter. Want. You want a lot of hits. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. We need some. We need you to smash that like button. I'm just kidding. Uh, John Ring Piper. That's John what we Piper. For. We, we talked about this a little bit last week. He tweeted something a couple of weeks ago, um, and, and it didn't seem very Piper-like in some ways. I kind of jokingly said I thought maybe MacArthur hacked into his computer like they were sharing a room at a conference, and he left his computer logged in. And um, But this is what he said, and um, we're just going to talk about it a little bit. He said, can we reassess whether Sunday coffee sipping in the sanctuary fits? Yep. And then he quotes Hebrews twelve twenty eight, 
let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. And this thing, it had last time I looked over 2.7 million views and over 1,500 responses. People have written articles about it. And uh, the, the, um, yeah. the people I looked at it again got, today, it was 2.7. Okay, the people have gotten fired up about it. Uh, both sides of the argument. It's been kind of funny to, to see the responses. And so I saw lots of hot takes and, and different things that I thought were it was worth talking about. I'm going to read a couple of them and then um, we'll, we we'll, jump in. We'll, we'll jump in. Yeah. So uh, first one, the guy said, Piper is just talking about being reverent. A good rule of thumb is if you would sip coffee during a wedding, during a funeral, during a, the national anthem, then sip away during worship. The same is true concerning how we dress for worship. If you would wear shorts to a funeral or a wedding, then go ahead and wear shorts to worship. That was one guy. Another guy said, considering the New Testament church primarily met in folks' homes and often shared a common meal together, sipping coffee in the sanctuary should not only be practiced, but encouraged. And then I like this guy. This is a fundy. I can tell just by listening to him. Let men wear suits and women wear dresses as well. Coffee and worship happened when we dressed down. That's pretty good. I guess I'm not going to use that parallel because <laughs> that, is, that is a parallel. Like, where does it stop, right? It mm-hmm. does. Anyway, what was, your, what was your reaction when you first heard it? Do we want to talk about the verse he quotes first? Well, you, sure, go ahead. Would that be helpful? Sure. The, context, the context would have been helpful. I don't It's, no, it's I don't hugely it's, helpful because right. he, he's talking about Christ <laughs> being different than how people would have to meet and deal with God in the Old Testament. And how we've come to this thing that, like, we we can we can go onto the mountain and worship now, and you know, not have a fear of touching it and dying, right? <laughs> right. And so, like, the the whole picture is this this thing that used to be physical and on earth among us to this thing that now is spiritual, right? So it happens inside, not outside, and so. I'm just gonna go ahead and state the obvious, and I know. Listen to me, Piper's way smarter than me. Yeah. This dude's way way more of a Bible scholar than me. But reverence and awe in our worship comes from where? Like, that would be my first question. Like, biblically, even contextually in this chapter, like, where does that happen? Right? And someone could argue, well, if it's wrong in here, then that works itself out and wrong things out here. And that's probably where Piper's coming from. But, like, I, I, think, a Matt, I think a John 4 more than anything else. I, I actually think we should go look at it. So maybe, maybe spirit and truth. Yes. Like we, we really ought to consider what that. Well, well, yeah. When he's talking to the Samaritan woman. Yeah. She's talking about this physical reverence Mm -hmm. and all the way this thing happens. Right. right? And he, he counters it with a completely different concept. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is something that it's a, it's a heart posture. It's everything we've been talking about. It's everything Jesus has been talking about in Matthew. Right. About this thing that happens inside of us, which again can, there could be problems there, but um, I feel like he's dealing with this superficial thing because it's outward. Like, I've wor- I can worship just as well with a cup of coffee in, in my hand as I can with, a cu- with an empty hand. A part of this, the ter- like <laughs> considering <laughs> what's going on here. Part of this depends on the My wife said if it fits in worship, if it fits in my hand, it fits in worship. Okay. Well, I go. don't know about that. <laughs> like I a think cup the, of coffee. You the, know? Quali- like, the quality of coffee certainly has to be considered. That you know, does that, definitely have to be considered. We were just talking about that before. Yeah. If that we is, started we should talk about that instead of. We should. Yeah. Not all, not all <laughs> coffee. What kind of coffee should you serve at church and shouldn't? Serve not all church. coffee can be enjoyed should. to the glory of God. Yeah. So. Yes. It should always be good coffee. 
Yeah. Um, so we're I, really talking about high church and low church here. Well, you if ju- we just it, go back to what? Jumping all ahead. Right. But yes. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there, I guess. I can just jump there now. But um, my, my first reaction to it when I saw it was I, I got, and I like Piper. I think we all love you know, Piper. We all like him. So, and he, yeah, maybe he's Piper. just getting grumpy in his old we age. We don't always agree. No, no. And this was one of those, when I first heard it, I'm thinking like this guy, you know, is the one that talks about Christian hedonism and enjoying things to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then he's getting all curmudgeon um, about drinking coffee in, in the service. But then the more I thought about it, yeah, the more I thought about it, I thought about there are things that happen in church services that I get irritated by, which oh, totally. we'll talk about later. They're distractions. Um, distractions. There, there are distractions. And um, and so. What? Yeah, apparently it happens sometimes. but um, Once in a while. I thought about it. Or, or every week if you're in Lapine. At the door. So what do you think about this, David? If, if we're standing on holy ground, maybe we should also be barefoot? No, like, uh... where do we stop? <laughs> do like, we seriously, stop? like, like, where right. does it stop? Yeah, where do you, I mean, where do you go? You go, where okay, so stop? you're going to go, you're going to go to the passages that talk about how women are to adorn themselves, how, you mean. Where we go. Wear, you know, wearing hats, I mean. Where we go is back to an Old Testament <clears throat> temple right. where everything is, uh, is detailed and laid out specifically. Right. Right. Like literally that's where you go. And, and this is where you start talking about high church and low church and where that fits in because, you know, like the Orthodox and Eastern Orthodox, some of these guys, they're very high church. They're very mm-hmm. um, liturgical for these reasons. Right. Um, but, but like, anyway, maybe just, just define well, it. And is the idea that if we, if, if we are, you know, sort of, for lack of a better way to say it, put together on the outside, that will change the inside. This is the biggest argument, right? Right. I remember having to dress up, and I've dressed up at other times for worship services, or I've, I've spoken somewhere where mm-hmm. they dress up, that's their norm, and so I have, and it didn't fix my ability to worship God in spirit and in truth with reverence and awe. <laughs> like, it didn't, it didn't, right. it just meant that I, I dressed up, like I was there dressed mm-hmm. up. It didn't change my ability to worship at all, and I don't think it changed God's view towards me at all. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I, I think I can understand in some way where he's coming from and saying that, you know, if it, I mean, he really is talking about coming to worship. Sure. Prepared for worship. And, and does it being comfortable, does it being less formal, does it take away from true worship? It could I, even make you more apt to worship. It could. And, so, and, I, and yeah. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, if we think about it, just from a purely human perspective, when we go somewhere that we, you know, we don't know anybody or it's, it's maybe it's a different place or whatever, I mean, it's weird to say, but having something in our hand, like a cup of coffee, does make us a little bit more comfortable for whatever reason. A phone. Right. Well, even I, people bring water bottles everywhere nowadays too, and we don't, you know, we don't open them and look in to see what's in there. Right. It could be, you know, it could be straight vodka. But, but, but like things, even but even most pastors these days will will have yeah, a water well, bottle with him at the pulpit, mm-hmm. right? Like, is that irreverent? I I would actually think it's more irreverent that this dude splits <laughs> in a moment of his proclamation to sip something. Like, it, it, no, he needs to like wet in his mouth, man. Like. Is that irreverent, or is it, you know, yeah. even coffee? Someone well, will have coffee up there while out of all the things that you could kind of speak up for about what's going on in the church, I don't think coffee is probably at the... No, let me uh, back up real quick. Back One of you guys, up. define what high church is and low church is for somebody that may not be familiar with those terms. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I've been talking. We're going back to the 60s, or what? High, high. Well, you can call it, I mean, define what it means. I mean, I, I, I use those terms because that's... 
But. Well, I mean, I think high church, you think about like, I think every church has liturgy, but you think about a high church and it's like, there's what a, liturgy is. Well, <laughs> just yeah. there, I mean, I think there's an aspect Testaments? to the high church where it's like, there's a certain form or format that you follow. And it's, it's, you know, it's very liturgical in how it's kind of from this to that you got and you have to have all of these different aspects of it in order for it to be. So Roman, Ca- or, Roman Catholic was what, what I was raised in, yeah. very high church. High I mean, church. Yep. from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave, you're doing something. It just feels very religious, very formal, mm-hmm. very serious. Yep. And, and the idea of somebody bringing but it. But it's even dressed up. Oh, very everything's got up. its place yeah. and its reason. There's bells, there's whistles. There's like, you can tell, you almost feel like I shouldn't be here right now. Because yeah. it's it's so it's so proper. Well, and not and only it's did so they, formal. They, they, not only did they not bring coffee, and you have to fast. They've changed it over the years. It used to be for midnight, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and it was an hour. Now it's like twenty minutes. But I think you Orthodox can't do you same. can't drink anything or eat anything prior to taking communion. So you you have to fast yep. before. You, there's no coffee going into that place at all. Right. That would just be unheard of. So that's an example of high church. And then, like, what, what's low church? You guys have been you've had different church experiences. What 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 have you guys? Come well, across? the door. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it. You know, it's probably. Ju- I think, in my mind, at least, it just means it's it's less formal than. That's it. You know, and and I I think there. You know, I think, I think everything that we do should be done with excellence. Yeah, but for sure. I think there's a, because I think it's for the glory of God. But I I don't think that what we wear or what we bring into church affects. What we, how we worship. No, I, I would, I would think that the excellence means that we're placing Christ in the center of everything that we do and say as much as we possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. If we really want, and and of course, like if you're doing worship or you know you're in putting out pastries, like yeah, do those things well, serve well, you know, serve on, good coffee. On, on that level. But like the excellence is is Christ, and um, like it's, I think it's so easy just because you have a high church. I think the thought is we're gonna. Um, we're going to think greater or feel greater right. towards Christ, right? And maybe for some people it works. And that's, that's again, why this we have to be careful with this, this idea that discussion, we're, too. We're taking this more seriously. Is that we're, all, we're yeah. all, like, I feel like there's room for different convictions sure. and levels Absolutely. of faith in this, right? Like, it's a little bit subjective. I think where we got to be careful, just like when we were talking about Halloween, is, like, overly judging, like, too harshly judging someone who doesn't see it exactly like me. Like, you can't, you can't right. tell me... That just because I wear a T-shirt and you know a pair of Chuck Taylors up at the pulpit, that I'm not like completely enthralled with God and completely worshiping God, like right. with all that I am. You, you can't tell me that. Well, that's one of the things. Or we, that we, if you wear a suit, you wouldn't be. Yeah, agreed. That's something where we're seeing culturally. There's different norms. Or if you wear a suit, that you would be. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. 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 <laughs> uh, Cultural norms. Yeah. There's different norms. So like wearing hats indoors. Um, that's something older generations don't do, and they see it as rude. Yeah. Um, I've never understood why that's a rude thing or why that matters. And so, you know, you'll see somebody in church wearing a hat. It right. doesn't bother me one bit, but there are people that, you it know, does. so a lot of this stuff is the idea that you, you're taking things more seriously if you've dressed up. I remember coming from a church in Idaho. It was a Baptist church where it was pretty formal, a lot of suits. I mean, everybody kind of wore their Sunday best. Even the idea of having Sunday clothes to me is kind of funny, but, you know, those are my Sunday clothes. Like you can't wear them during the rest of the week; those are only for this. Mm-hmm. But then we came here and started going to church where you guys wear a Calvary ch- 
Chapel. Yeah. Not to be picking on Calvary Chapel, but I remember walking in and just seeing people look like they literally just rolled out of bed wearing sweats and, and or they just or they just like washed onto the beach with their Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and their flip flops. Exactly. It's like, are you okay? You know. And and it was a shock to me at first because it just looked like, oh wow, you guys don't care it at all. Wrong. Mm. Well, it wasn't true. Um, right. But that was my first perception. Yeah, they're, they're some of the the most Jesus loving people I ever met. Correct. Yeah. And they did, but they didn't try to appear like they were. Yeah. No, there was actually more of a genuineness there. Yes. And they weren't trying to put on this show or put on this, you know, facade uh, of this something that wasn't really key. happening there. And I think. But they'll call that low church. Yeah. Where we, what we may see as more authentic, more spirit and truth. Yeah. Well, that's. Will you, be considered low church. Like, like you, you guys are horribly like. Disrespect. Yeah, you can. You were there, so you can. You can read it. I just. I just feel like it answers so much, right, to this. And and again, I'm sure Piper might have another slant to this. He's smarter than me, but like, um, like this makes sense for this argument. We got this woman at the well that says, "Sir, sir, uh, I perceive that you are a prophet." There it is again. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. So this is like the high church exclusive, like. Like real worship looks like this in this place, right? And Jesus says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. And I mean, we could probably spend an hour talking about like the implications of what that is. And you, you even see it. In his life and the way he does things. Like, yes, he would go to the temple, but like, it seems like the most considerable, like, valuable time that he has is just wherever he is with the people yeah. he's with doing whatever they're doing, right? It could be a hillside, it could be a, a crowded house. It could, like, you, you see this changing of what was normal. This high church is only where real worship happens to worship happens everywhere. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna show you what that looks like, right? And he wasn't dressing good. He wasn't. There wasn't, you know, a song yeah. and dance going on and rituals going on. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you just when you just survey like the life of Christ and what he was ushering in by how he lived and where he went and how he did it is showing us what we would probably call low church. Be who you are, where you are, because it all happens here. Like this is where it goes down. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. No, that's good. I, I mean, I think there's something about the sin- sincerity. Yeah. Um, that the church doesn't always get right. Right. Uh, even from the front, you see, like, you know, and again, I'm not picking on any particular church, and and this isn't about necessarily what we do, but the worship team, you know, that they, they have this very, they're they're almost pretending like they've got this emotional high going, and they're For trying sure. to create this atmosphere, and, and you're drumming you know, up. Everything worship. just seems kind of like, yeah. you know, are we really honoring God in in this? So it might look a certain way. But is it sincere? Right. Are we worshiping in spirit and in truth in right. that sense? Or are we um, having an experience again that, like, we call worship? Yep. Because it feels like it's something special, yeah. and unique, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. a whole other side. Well, then you church. consider the early church and the fact that, um, you know, if His dwelling place is now within us, you know, we're the we're the temple, so mm-hmm. to speak. We're the sanctuary. Yes. Because when you talk about even Piper's, you know, is it okay to be sipping coffee in this holy place? And it's like this room isn't a holy place. The people are holy people. Yes. Um, so the early church, I mean, they were like, he, this guy pointed out, they're sitting around in their, in their, in a house, yes. enjoying a meal, uh, worshiping God in a way that pleased him. 
and there was none of the stuff going on that we necessarily do early or, church. You know. So I, so I know that like high church will argue cause I just yeah. watched a dude yesterday. Like this is what goes all the way back to the apostles. Yeah. But if you actually just look at the book of acts and like survey, like the early church and what we have in there, they're, they're just, they're just in homes, like whichever home can hold people. They're falling out of windows. You know what I mean? Like it's just, like there, there's no, there's no sanctuary. There's no Holy of Holies that they're having to make their way to. There's like, like it is extremely informal and casual because the focus seems to no longer be there, but it does seem that shortly after, you know, maybe second century that the church as a whole made it a thing again. Yeah. And I can, I can see that. I can see where we would take something like that and go, um, oh, gosh, this is what worship really looks like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, God deserves better than this. Like, I could see our, our, our humanness and our fleshliness doing that in the church immediately. You know what I mean? But in here, it's, it's, it's very casual and informal. What do you guys think about um, when, when something becomes a distraction, though? So, so I think we've all probably seen this. Um, so if a guy's slurping his coffee, so if a guy throws his coffee on the person sitting next sure. to him, spills it, and sure, kicks, it, kicks or, it, or over. he's slurping it like with a straw, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bottom, or he of brings it. in some kind of a drink that's yeah, got he needs way, to be told to stop. way too much fancy stuff in it for a man to be holding, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Chad, uh, caramel macchiato yeah. frappe, something mm-hmm. or other. Yeah. No, or, or even just you know somebody like in the front row that's that's being very exuberant, you know, that's to, almost drawing attention to themselves by what they're bringing in. I mean, there, there's something to be said for for that maybe yeah i think there's also another aspect to that that i think about is when we have a certain perspective about what should or shouldn't happen in a church service or in the the sanctuary because you're talking about a place that sometimes the distraction is i've like i've watched people when there's these signs up in a sanctuary like you know, don't bring your food or coffee or drinks and and they've chased people down in the sanctuary (laughs) that are visiting on an Easter Sunday, it's it's offensive to people. Mm. It's it's it. What it tells them is your sort of rules for this place are more important than the people are. You right. know, and I yeah. think that becomes a distraction in my mind. Where, you know, it's it's like your 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 focus is just it's not in the right place. Yeah. You know, and I think some of sometimes we've we've done that to ourselves in some ways when we call it the sanctuary. Right. Okay. What does that mean exactly? Totally. You know. I mean, I'm not saying we should change the name of every place, but I think it's it's one of those things where, it if worship is a lifestyle, it's a way of life, then Sunday is a way for us to take what God has been doing in our lives, a way of worship, and it's just joining with other people that should be doing the same thing. You know. And now we're just coming together corporately to do that. And if you know, if we if we do that with a cup of coffee in our hands and we enjoy being together with one another and we're celebrating as a corporate body of believers, great. If 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 some people think, well, you know, we should wear suits and ties and great, you then you're that's fine for you. You're going to attract a certain type of people that are going to come and they they value that. Okay, I think uh, it's I I think it's yeah. looking at it probably as it it's not wrong. It's just different. I think when it becomes wrong, though, is when it becomes an obstacle to worship for people. So that, that's that's ex- exactly the difference. Like, yeah. we've, we've seen this. We've dealt with this many times. You probably have, too. Like, if what you're doing, like your liberty in worship, um, is affecting other people's ability to worship, you need to consider that. That's just like esteeming your brother more than yourself. Like, that's just—it's courtesy. It's whatever you want to—like, we're right. all there. We are all there 
to see Christ and to hear from Christ mm-hmm. and to worship Christ. And so if someone's coming in and making it hard for the collective to do that, then that needs to be considered and probably dealt with. We've got, for instance, someone um, that claps really loud, <laughs> completely offbeat. Chad. And it, it, it's, it distracts no. the entire room. And so I've had to go back to this person and, and say, you know what, I, I love that you're here and love that you you know, that you're worshiping, but like it, this is actually affecting other people's ability to worship. And it's just that simple where it's like, oh, okay. You know, where it's like, you know. Well, and and interestingly enough, dress can be that way too. So, so if somebody's dressed immodestly. Yeah, don't come in here with a a bikini. Yeah. Or a guy whose pants are hanging down and you're seeing, you know, a large portion of his butt crack. I mean that nobody, you know, we want all eyes to be fixed on, on the star of the show. And if you're drawing attention away from that for in what you're doing, that's a problem. Um, and, and again, I think there's ways to address that nicely, like you For just sure. said, um, and not just call out everybody from the front, but, but there are definitely things that can distract people. I one time saw a Lutheran, a Lutheran of all people, high church person, just taken advantage of a cinnamon roll before, yeah. you know, during the, the early part of the, the yeah. church service, uh, in front of everybody, it was, it was yeah. alarming. Um, yeah. he's but, a very uh, low level. Well, uh, you know, you'd think high church and all he'd, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd consider, he'd, that, have, that. he'd have that whip stumbling, yeah. you know, his brother by eating a cinnamon roll in the sanctuary, but <laughs> yep. didn't stop him. Yep. I mean, you guys have seen weird things. We all have, um, <laughs> that, uh, just don't belong in a church. So that, that's fair game setting. for, for, for <laughs> someone to kindly, um, like bring them up to us to snuff on, like to make them aware of what what's yeah. going on and how it's affecting others. We always should be mindful. But somebody holding a cup of coffee, uh, I think that's something that will personally bother somebody. But it's not corporately distracting anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just someone's just tripping on it and they refuse to let it go. I mean, people should be willing to put their personal preferences yeah. aside and their, and things like that. But I, but even this is another one that we've seen recently is, is dogs coming into church. And yeah. we talked about that. We did a we, we did a mailbag thing on that one time. But um, but that's distracting for a lot of people. Super yeah, distracting. It can be and for again, sure. The, the person that brings it is thinking about their comfort and their need. They're not they're not discerning. Well, they just the entire assume body. everybody loves a dog like they do. Right. Know? And it's like no. Yeah. So um, right. Yeah. So there are verses that kind of talk about both of these things. Um, you know, Philippians two talks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Psalm two eleven. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Psalm 99, the Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim, let the earth quake. I mean, you have this idea of a holy God who um, we're, we're coming before his presence to worship. And, and that should be, that should, that should, you know, matter to us. It should have some gravity. It should, yeah, if, it if should Christ have some, wasn't there, it would. Well, I agree. <laughs> right. so, but I mean, still, in, the, in the way that that can be read. Even still, but then you've got also Hebrews that talks how we get to come boldly with confidence before the throne of God right. now. No, Jesus was Christ. teaching us something. So, so yeah. we live in this realm of, of like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of right. wisdom. And then we get to come boldly because Christ is, For sure. has ripped the curtain. For sure. You know, he's yeah. torn that and given us access into this spot. For sure. And so kind of understanding right. how to do this well is an interesting thing to think right. about. But, <laughs> I, but I, would, I would go back to saying like all those things can be done well. Like yeah. they ha- those things happen in my life. There's the, the fears there, the... The reverence is there. The awe is there, sometimes more than others, whether we dress up or dress down. Yeah. Whether we have coffee or don't have coffee. Like that, that I guess my, my problem is when you start to make those verses correlate to something so superficial. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I agree. Yeah. There has to be a heart posture in all of this mm-hmm. that, that, well, it that, is that is, that is the goal, it is the you know, heart. that we yeah. want to try to get people to think about. We are, we, we get to come in here and, and, and worship right. the, the one true God, the living God who's given us his right. son for us. That should be meaningful every time yes. we come in, but you can't, you can't force that to be meaningful to somebody and you no. can't create, you know. Well, and, um, and, the, and, the, and each person's heart dictates mm-hmm. where those lines are as they, as they come corporately. Right. right? So someone could totally have the conviction, like Piper, apparently, like, you know what? This just doesn't make sense anymore. Mm. And, and right. that's because his heart, where worship happens, is confirming that that's real. And that's, that's okay. He should follow that, you know? It's, right. it's when we start imposing those, yeah. right, those, those heart liberties, those worship liberties on everybody around us, is when it gets funky, which is why I think this is blown up so well, you know, so yeah. big, <laughs> is because it's like, you can't do that. Like you can't. No, people talk about. Oh, you you're can't. you're so addicted to coffee that you can't go an hour, can't, right. two hours without a cup of coffee. And it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too. You know, as as pastors, you know, as you know, we are helping to prepare for a Sunday morning. You and I think, I think we can also help people prepare as they are coming into for sure. our our buildings. And you know, one of the things we just started incorporating at at CBC is just a time at the beginning of the service where we just are preparing our hearts for worship. You know, just. We're just praying. We're we're singing. We're just just preparing to come to worship the true and the living God, right? Because I think the other aspect of worship that we don't always probably talk about is that um, there is an aspect where, as we are worshiping, we're also influencing and impacting others around us, right? As as we're as we're worshiping God, there is an aspect where we like think about Colossians, where he talks about exhorting one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and he talks about how those things that you're doing and typically it's in a in a worship service is it's encouraging other people it's challenging other people it's you know there's an in aspect of it where we are influencing others but i think to 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 focus on something as in my mind as simple as coffee in a sanctuary or i just don't think that's probably the the most important thing we ought to be thinking about. Yeah. But I get what he's saying. I think there's a sense where he's probably trying to challenge people that have just sort of become too comfortable where it's kind of the, you know, it's the smoke and the, the yeah. you know, it, it's all these different aspects to worship because you're trying to create an experience for people. Right. Well, I think there is an aspect of a church service where there is an experience with God because Should God's be. living in us, right? right. I yeah. mean, but I think it to try to create that um whether it's by the things that you're doing in the smoke and the lights and all that stuff, or, well, we don't allow coffee in the sanctuary, so right. you're going to have to leave that at the door, right? I mean, think those can be for sure. obstacles at times. I've got my, I think we all have our little pet peeves. Yeah. We all got our little things. Um, mine is, <laughs> mine Are we going to talk about those? Mine sure. is still the phones, dude. Like, I, like yeah. it, it bothers me when I look over and I see, like, the majority of people without a Bible open, but instead they're on their phone. And they're on their phone because they have their Bibles on there. Hopefully, maybe, better be yeah, maybe um, right. But it's like you look at that thing like all your life, like like open open a Bible, like f- turn the page. Yeah, leave it leave it in your car. But <laughs> I would never make that a law or make a stink about it because it's superficial. They got their Bible there. They're following along. Just their mode of doing it bothers me. So the one that the one that but it's me, distracting. It is distracting because you think that, about it, right? It's distracting I mean, when they don't turn their phone off. But and think then about they, the fact that they hit the audio on accident. You might be looking at your phone and you have the Bible on your phone, and you get an email. 
Yeah. You get a text message. Now all of a sudden you're distracted from the text and you're thinking about that email, that text message Jeff, that you just got because it comes don't make down. Don't it worse, bro. Just well, like, and then if anybody's sitting I, by you, I like this. I was trying to be nice. Turn, you know? yeah. you're, you're, you're I'm not so it. nice about it sometimes because no. I just think it's distracting for us. I, I think yeah. people ought to bring their paper Bibles to I church. I agree. If they but, don't have a Bible, David right. will buy you I one. I totally agree. A giant but at the end of the day, would you ever, one that you can't carry, you'll need a wheelbarrow to bring it in. <laughs> um, or you're not spiritual, or you're not worshiping. Um, would you ever like impose that though, or say what you just said, like out loud from the front as yes. a pastor to your people? Okay, I have. Are you serious, <laughs> dude? You're a jerk, bro. What a bad pastor. I think it's one of those things. Where you're it, in Piper, it, dude. I just don't think we're always. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I think it distracts us from our focus. It can, and I don't make it like a huge deal. I sort of yeah. joke about it. You know? turn your phones like off. I, you know, like if you look it up, it's. I mean, I sort of got to a place too. Where I'm like, you know what? This isn't something I'm going to camp on, but it is. For, it is a bit. Dis- I don't know what the word is. It's. It's a bit frustrating at times for me as a pastor because it's like, I don't want you to be focused on that just text message or that email that you just got. I want you to be focused on God's word. And some people can do that, you know. Um, I think that the younger generation coming up, that yeah. that's kind of how they've learned to find the Bible. And, 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 and again, it's, it's, it's yeah. easily accessible to them, which is yeah. which is fine. And, and again, because worship happens here and it happens in spirit and in truth, you can also have people with their Bible open, not even holding their phone. Right. And their brain is thinking about this, that, sure, that, absolutely. that. Like, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Okay. No, and I wouldn't be something that I would just yeah, point out sure. somebody in the sanctuary, you know, get off your phone because we're, you know. But I, I do sort of joke when the phone goes off, you know. If it's a tune, I know. I'll just try to sing it. You <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like, okay, this is. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Do a do what? The one that bugs me, and I we've talked about this before, but um, when you're, you're praying, you're finished the proclamation of the Word of God, you're interceding. For the congregation, you're praying to the Lord, and the worship team is scurrying. Doesn't all mean get up and move to to, yeah. to get into play so that they can start the song on time. And it's like, are we not? Is, is prayer not? It, you know, it just <laughs> drives me crazy. Prayer or if somebody transition. Starts, if somebody starts zipping their Bible up or, or something like that, there's that word. You know, zip, zip. we don't have as many zipper Bibles, but that yeah. was a big thing in the '80s. <laughs> and it Velcro. was just like you could tell when they they were done. It's like I've heard enough. Zip, 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 yeah. zip. Yeah. It's like, oh wow. Or when you say in conclusion, <laughs> and then you change your prayer. Like God, please forgive these sinners sitting here right now. They're zipping their Bibles while we are <laughs> walking around as if you're nothing and you don't. No, exist. but it's interesting because prayer has, in some ways, kind of been a transition. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know why or how it got to that so point. It's flow. But it's, it's like, all about flow, if dude. We have to wait 30 seconds for the, the group, you know, the band to get up there to sing the last song. That's okay. Right. We're willing to do that. Don't go sneaking up. And I can hear, I can, you're trying to, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're thinking about what you're trying to pray. And all of a sudden, you got people bumping into you and moving around and getting their guitars. And I don't like it. It's all yeah. about flow. That's yeah. more important than worship. Yeah. Right. That's it. The weirdest thing I ever saw by far, though, was I, I went to see a friend who was preaching a sermon, and I had to grade it. We were in Bible college, and uh, there was a lady that at some point got so bored that she decided this would be a great time to clip my fingernails. <laughs> and it was just, it went on for quite a while. That's not fl- the weirdest were, thing you've seen. Well, no, uh, I, you're right. There's, there's weirder ones. I was thinking in the, yeah, never mind. Anyway, there's bits of nails flying about. And, it is a good time and, to, uh, like, 
to do some like some people are multitasking brent have sure. you heard these people that come in with like a drawing pad <laughs> or, or like a painting they get out or their paintbrushes and it's like what are we doing it's like i learned better this way i have to be doing something else in order to learn how many of those right. do you hear right they have the airpods in they're yeah. listening to music while so you're maybe she just need you know she learned better dude when she clipped maybe. her nails the old couple that used to sleep they, they would close their eyes they said that they would <laughs> that's how they listened and i'm like Boy, you guys are looking. They really like did. They really did listen. I think they did. But it was they, super distracting if you were preaching. They just both be heads down with their <laughs> yeah. eyes closed, and, and they're, they're both just like this. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> we need to call. Like, the are they alive? <laughs> Every week, dude. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the reality is, is, is there is a sense where, as Christians, I think, just like you know, we try to come prepared on a Sunday morning, to to preach the word. Yeah. We want people to come prepared to hear the word. And I think it, and I think we do that. I don't think we always realize that every part of our worship is it's it's hearing the word, it's reading the word, it's singing the word, it's preaching the word. I mean, all of those are different aspects of our service. So it's like, let's come as Christians prepared for worship. You know, we're here to worship the true and the living God, regardless of what our our preferences are, right. or our perspectives are, or we like these songs, we don't like those songs. It's like. Let's just come prepared to worship. Well, God. and if having a cup of coffee causes you to be joyful and experience, well, you know, things good, in, in a better way, it helps to be awake God. when you're worshiping God. That does help. Sure. Like if, you're, if you're just nodding, then yeah, you know, it's no good. Yeah, I agree. Okay, good. Enjoy to the glory of God. That's probably a good spot to stop. <laughs> awake and alert. <laughs> so we're, serve uh, good coffee, not bad coffee. Exactly. There that is. A, we should. That should be a one decent pastor discussion at some point. Yeah. No, well, that's that's where the biggest crime is in this whole deal. <laughs> All right, fellas. Good coffee for the glory of God. One of you guys get to pray. So Jeff, Jeffy's got it. All right. Father, thanks uh, uh, for these brothers. Grateful for them, their ministry here at the door, and just grateful for the people, good people here at the door too, God, and thankful for them. And Lord, as we just think about some of these things, we just pray that you'd help us to not major on the minors, uh, to be focused on who you are, what you've done, and what it means for us to follow you and to live our lives for your glory. Lord, we do pray for all that's going on in Israel. We pray, Lord, for the protection of the people. We pray, God, for, uh, Lord, just a, a, an awakening, a revival of the people as well, that you would use this, Lord, to awaken them to their need for you and the need for the Savior and Jesus, the Messiah, and that they would come to believe in you, to know you, and to live their lives for your honor and for your glory, God. We know that in all these things, you're sovereign. You are working all of these things out for your good and glory, and we just pray, God, that you would help us to see that, that you give us wisdom and discernment as we have conversations around this, that you would, uh, Lord, you just bring peace uh, there as well. We just pray for that, and so we lift all these things up to you, knowing that you already know them, and and we're grateful for just the privilege that you've given us to be together today. We just commit the rest of our day to you in your name. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.